Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We've got a good one for you. Sorry about having to move the time around and get you guys on a different day and everything. Hopefully, some of you will still be able to join us that are here for all the lives. But this week, we have a good friend of mine on here. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, we're looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm real excited. Uh, Tom Perry here. Uh, Grew up in the same town in Ohio, Fredericktown, that my old man is from, and most of my family lives up there. Uh, Tom is a 22-year yeah. retired Naval Chief Petty Officer, so I think we're going to have some good stories for y'all today. Yeah, well, some, some of them I can't tell, but... Yeah, of course. Some of them, I can't tell them on the air. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, that happens, you know, we don't want to have to get special clearances and stuff to do the show, but, you know, overall, <laughs> you know, we can just rock and roll with it. So, give everybody a little background about yourself. I mean, Ohio, I mean, you, you even came decked out. I knew you were going to come decked out today. Dude, I, I knew there was the no question. I'm a Buckeye to the bone. I, will, I was born a Buckeye. I will die a Buckeye, no matter where I live. It's Ohio State or nothing, and I'm in a target-rich environment here. <laughs> you are. You are. I, I tell you, one of the things I love messing with my cousins and my family is I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan. Yeah, I know. And when Baker planted the flag in the middle of the stadium, every Ohio State fan lost their ever-living mind. I mean, like, you might as well just murdered their firstborn child. I still child. haven't forgiven Baker for that, just so you know. Okay. And, and, and if I ever run into Baker, we're going to discuss it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Okay. But what I really loved was, I mean, next year, your beloved Cleveland Browns draft uh, you with the number one draft pick. Yeah, that was like getting caught having sex with your cousin. <laughs> it was terrible. Not that I've ever had that happen to me before, but right. we never got caught. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, it, Baker, I think Baker got a raw deal. Baker's a good quarterback. I think he got a raw deal. I think I, Baker's an okay quarterback, even as a fan. I think Baker was a very good college quarterback. I don't think he had what you need to have to be successful. Well, as soon as they shut down his running abilities with his size, that oh, that puts him in a box and – that's why he's a great college quarterback, but I don't think he'll do anything else in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think I think you hit that one right on the head. Yeah. Well, it, it was very awesome. But he's still got a talking to coming if I ever run. I, I mean, I, I hope I'm around for this because I would personally <laughs> love to be there to see what you have to say to him. Yeah, well, it'll be colorful. Let's put it that way. So what is it about Ohio that you love so much? I mean, obviously it's your hometown, but, like, you have traveled the world. I mean, as a Naval Chief Petty Officer, I mean, you have seen more than your average person. Yeah, I, I've lived probably four lifetimes in my life and been places that people can't even pronounce. But the one thing about Ohio that, and Fredericktown especially, I was born in Mansfield, and we moved to Fredericktown when uh, between my eighth grade and freshman year. Okay. So and let's paint a little bit of a picture of this perspective because a lot of people, even though we're not talking about traveling outside the United States, a lot of people have no idea where Fredericktown is in Ohio. Right. Fredericktown is a, I mean, what would you say the population of Fredericktown is? 2,400. 2,400? 2, 2, okay. 
All right, twenty four hundred, and that's not counting the Amish because yeah. we got Amish everywhere back there. And like, how many people were in your graduating class? One hundred and ten, largest to ever graduate from Fredericktown High School. Yeah, I was gonna say I think my dad said his was like thirty or forty. If I'm remembering that correctly, you know, the, the one of the things that I loved about it is when I was going to school there, we never had parent-teacher conferences. Because the teachers lived in town. You, they lived in your neighborhood. They ran into your mom and dad at the grocery store. Yeah. Parent-teacher conferences took place weekends on every weekend, just about. It, it's just the way it was. Yeah. You know? Um, the thing that was different about Fredericktown, I think, was everybody policed it. There was, There's always that clique group of adults that determine right. where everybody's going to go and what they're going to do and... You know, they didn't, they didn't really think much of me or my brother. You know, my sister had it pretty good. We paved the way for her. But my brother and I, we just, we were supposed to go to Shawshank University up in Mansfield. You know, that's where we were supposed to graduate from. Now we proved them wrong. Yeah, I would say, I mean, you both, you both did. I mean, uh, and he's making a reference to like, Shawshank was literally filmed there. That is the correctional facility there that, I mean, you, you probably know better than me. The Ohio yeah, State Reformatory, <laughs> Mansfield, Ohio. What other movies were there? I mean, there's been a lot of famous movies filmed up there. Tango. Tango and Cash was filmed there. Brew Baker was filmed there. And uh, now they do like a bunch of tattoo shows and concerts and stuff. And Halloween's real big there. You can, from what I understand, you can rent cells out there and stay the night. That would just be creepy. Yeah, it'd be. I think I'm out on that. Well, <laughs> it's a creepy. Visit. It's a creepy place to begin. But yeah. when I was uh, when I was 12 years old, I was at that age where I was about ready to get in trouble and stuff like that. And they were uh, they took the electric chair around, you know, the capital punishment electric chair. They used to electrocute yeah. people, and it was just on display. Uh, people go out there. My grandfather took me out there. Well, the guard that was running the thing, he let me sit in it, and then they locked me into it, right? And at 12 years old, you want to talk about an eye-opening experience, something that will change your life? When your grandfather leans down and goes, son, this is where you go when you fuck up, you know? 12 years old, that paints a picture. I yeah. didn't get any more trouble after that, you know? I was like, okay, I don't want to end up here. Right. And Grandpa was old school, man. Hillbilly from Kentucky, you know. Olive Hill, Kentucky, came up to Mansfield to work in the steel mill. That's the way it, worked. That's the way it was. Yeah, but your dad did that as well, right? No, was... my dad was a steel worker. My real Sorry. dad was a steel worker. He passed away. Uh, you know, he liked to party a lot, I guess. That was his thing. But uh, my stepdad... Work for Kokosin Construction Company. And okay. That's the guy that taught me to be the man I am today. Okay. Right? He is by far. I've met presidents. I've met freaking, you know, emperors, people all over the world, high-ranking officials and stuff like that. None of them could hold a candle to him. He was the baddest dude that walked. And he taught me to be fair. He taught me to be honest. And he taught me how to work my ass off. And when I was goofing around, he was tough on me. And when I did well, he praised me. And I, I, I just, you know, he passed away a few years ago. 
And I always just kind of wonder, hey, is he proud? Is he looking down? When he's not laughing at my ass, is he proud right. of what I'm doing, you know? I know, I have the so, same. My, my father passed when I was 24, so I can, I can definitely relate to that. I, you know, that's... I, I, it's going to happen to all of us, yeah. man. Everybody has a set amount of time. You're not going to get out of this thing yeah. without going. So. Yep, that's very true. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad we're starting off here because, you know, it's one of the reasons why, like, candidly, you and I don't know each other very well. You're a good friend of one of my cousins, and that's how I met you when he came down and finally visited Texas. Right. And I was like, man, this is one interesting guy. Yeah, well. And I just, I mean, like, you've, you've intrigued me from day one with your posts. I mean, like, you don't hold shit back, which I love. I'm very much the same way. You wear it on your sleeve. You put it all out there. And I just, I've always felt like you were a very genuinely just good, badass dude. I, I'm me. Yeah, okay. I'm no always going to be me. You know, um, if you don't like it, that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. All right. But don't ask my opinion unless you're ready for it because that freaks people, especially back home. Oh, I'm sure. You I know? get that a lot too. I mean, and, and, they, <laughs> and, I, and I ask them when, when they say, well, what's your opinion on this, Tom? I go, do you really want to know? Are yeah. you really going to listen to this? And they're like, yeah. So I give it to them, both barrels. I don't put on airs. I've done more than most people ever do. You know, what do I got to prove? I'm me. Yeah. You don't like me? Carry on. Yeah. It's your loss. That's the way I look at it. You know? um, but that doesn't mean I'm not a nice person. I'm good to people. I stopped and helped a guy freaking change his tire the other morning at 427 on the tollway. Before they got there, I helped a guy change his tire. You know what? Because if it was me, I hope somebody would stop and help me too. Right. You know? That's what's cool about Texas. Nine out of ten people are carrying a gun, and they'll stop and help you on the side of the road and won't rob you. That's true. You know? Amen. You can't get that everywhere. Well, I've teased about this a little bit during the week, and I'm sure it's the hang question too out there. It's like, and you've mentioned him a couple times, but I don't know that everybody, like, really knows who your brother is either. And I feel like we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about some of the great things he's, he did in his life. I mean, I know he recently passed and stuff. And I know you two were like six and seven, even though you were on a, on a ship the majority of your... Luke and I... Luke's my brother, okay? He's the only brother I've got, or the only brother I had. Um, and we came to the conclusion many years ago when I was stationed in San Diego... And he was in L.A. that we could live right next door to each other and still not see each other just based on our schedules. Mm -hmm. We were doing our own thing. Uh, We were proud of each other for what we did. Yeah. I mean, he came to my retirement. He was sitting next to my best friend, Mike Fletcher. And they were just, you know, doing the Fredericktown bullshit thing during my retirement. And Luke looked at Mike and goes, God, Tom went away in the Navy for 22 years and we thought it'd change him. And that son of a bitch turned around and changed the Navy. Like, that's how you do it. You take ownership of it. You guys were all in the military. You know, you take ownership of it. You take care of your people. You, you, you have fun every day. If you can't have fun at what you're doing, even if you're getting shot at, you can have fun. A lot of us have experienced that, right? It's always something. But you build a bond with those people. 
And that bond is indescribable. And it's not written down and psychologists can't determine what it is. But throughout the rest of your life, if somebody needs help, you're there to help them. And some people try to take advantage of that. You let them know right away. You know, if you're playing me, this is it. You know, walk away. If you're not yeah. playing me, we'll continue this on. I'll help you however I can. Right. You know, but I'm not going to put my family at jeopardy to do that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. My family's the most important thing in my life. Right. And you got some pretty awesome nieces and nephews, too. Uh, yeah, 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 I do. I got... Uh, so has that gotten you into wrestling? I have to know. Like, oh, I've been into wrestling. Look, where you are already look, into I've wrestling? Always, look, Dusty Rhodes was our guy, man. All right. Son of a plumber, baby, from Texas. You know? And Luke and I used to watch Dusty Rhodes and Steve. We'd, we'd, we'd watch wrestling. It was wintertime in Ohio. It was too cold to hunt. It was too cold to drink beer outside because the shit had freeze. <laughs> you know, I like this guy more and more and more as time goes. You just say, bro, we may be here five hours if we go hey. down that rabbit hole. Well, yeah. And his it, nephew it, is Jungle Boy. Yeah, get the f- his nephew is Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy Jack Perry. He's that's, that's an ass he's cutter. Saying. He's got ass cutting in his in his in his blood, dude. He's he's just. I went to the same high school as uh, Ted DiBiase. Oh, there you go. From See, Nebraska. There you go. And oh, you're a bug eater. I didn't know that, Biz. You're See, a bug eater. He knows the original Nebraska uh, who our mascot oh, he was. Knows Before we were Huskers, we were bug eaters. I'm telling you, he's going to give wow. you the business. Man, I hope they got a statue in your town. Oh, uh, no, nah, they don't need a statue. It's so of me. funny, man. You know like, what? That's one of my favorite things to watch is Tom, like I said, he gives it to you real. Like, no matter what it is, and. He even puts it out there. Like he, he, he has no problem speaking his mind. I, I look forward to every time I see a post with his name on it. Like I'm oh, like, man. I can't wait to read this. He can talk rest. And then Jerry the, Blackwell, all those guys back in the man. best part is the best part is when someone tries to give him the business. Like like they have no idea. I I would think some of them do, but like they have no idea what they're about to get themselves into. And he's he's prepared for war. Like he's He's got the facts. He's got the information. Like, he's he's ready to go when it, that said time comes. It usually, it usually only happens about once. And then they're like, oh, ah, no, we don't want to. We don't want to get into a conversation with him because I just take the facts and beat him to death with it. Yeah, you're just you're too prepared for most of them. You know, everybody says everybody says being right all the time is not as important as other things and I'm like bullshit being right is is what it's all about yeah no you know and being right doesn't mean that my way is always right I'm I'm completely open to learning new things and and learning new ideas and 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 things like that it it's just that the problem I have is people today they want all the credit and all the fame and all the freaking money from it they don't want to do shit to get it they just want their name on it yeah. You know, they didn't put anything into that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like buy your fame. I don't care about being famous. Fame, fame is something that other people throw on you. Right. My brother and I had this conversation many times. He said, if you took an apple and put it on TV, people would tune in to watch that apple. Just sitting there. That's because that's what they do. 
You know, fame is generated by other people. It's not generated by the person that's famous. How did how did did you do you think he always felt the same way about that, or like was that something he had to grasp? Because I mean, obviously, like when Luke became big time, Luke. I mean, he blew up. Like, I mean, I was a kid and <laughs> that was like in its prime and. 90210 is out, and, like, everybody watched that show. He was I mean, a kid, too. I know. I mean, but he, he was still a kid kid, but, I mean, like, I was a much younger kid. Um, how, how, did, how, did, how do you think that affected him? I mean, like, you guys obviously have the same upbringing, same, you know, just very think, strong backbones and stuff like that, and, like, where you come from is very vital, I think, to that, like, and probably helped him a tremendous amount because, I mean, I think there was a time period there, too, where, like, that was probably a big adjustment for him. You go from 90210 to there wasn't something with Luke for a little while, and then he he came back. Like, well, let's put it this way. There. Let's put it this way. When when Luke died, did any of you see anything bad written about him? Mm-mm. What are the odds of that happening in today's world? In Hollywood, I mean, man. All right, so that's all you really need to know about Luke. He was real. He was straightforward, and he cared about people. Yeah. And if he didn't like what you said, he would tell you right to your face in front of God and everybody. And that's just the way he was. That's the way, that's the way we were brought up. Yeah. You know? And I hate it when people just sit around and you get nods. Yes, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. And I'm like, no. You haven't explained it enough. You haven't given me the details of how you want to do this. Right. So... If I don't agree with it, it's not going to get done since I'm the one doing it. Yeah. You know, and he felt the same way. Um, but a lot of that has to do with the bringing, upbringing of where we came from. Dude, that little yeah. town, that little town has produced so many great people. My, my best friend in high school, Don Smith, he was a first-team All-American for Army in the Kodak All-Americans. He came to Hawaii and played in the Hula Bowl and stayed at my house. That's right? awesome. We had a huge party with all these dudes. Jim Everett was there. All these guys showed up. It was just a keg party, regular military keg party at our yeah. house. And all these guys showed up, and they were cool. And they are like, man, this is awesome. I wanted to get them down, get them to tour the ship, but they had, you know, they yeah. had prior commitments and stuff like that. Right. But you know, I've seen I've seen some some pretty interesting people. Oh, I'm sure. Frederick and like you said, Fredericktown as small as it is, I mean, I'm glad we kind of painted that picture for people. I mean, like I remember laughing at first cuz like you you know one of my other cousins, Lisa, um as well, and the minute she saw that we were connected, she's like, "How do you know him?" I'm like, "Well, Craig came down and when Craig and I were here, Craig went and stayed with him for a little bit and I was back and forth picking Craig up and stuff and we got to talk a little bit and I said and it wasn't until like much after the fact they're like you know who his brother is right and I'm like I have no idea who his brother is I just met this guy like a week ago and then Lisa was like oh well I gotta show you something and I was like she's like do you know like before Luke left Fredericktown do you know what Luke did in high school and I was like no I mean went to high school so no, he was the Freddie Bird. He was. Freddy Bird he was our mascot. mascot. I was like, I can't even picture this. And she's pulling out old pictures. Dude, I got a life. picture of my mom, my stepdad, me in my uniform. It was, it was parents' night. Mm-hmm. And we're walking across the field. And Luke and me and mom and Steve are walking across the field 
And that's one. And he's in the Freddie Bird outfit, and I'm in the Freddie football uniform, and it was awesome, man. Yeah. It was. It was like wow, check it. But you know, Luke was always he one upped everybody, man. Yeah. All right. When he uh, when he came out as the Freddie Bird, right? Uh-huh. He had the Kokosin Construction Company helicopter fly him onto the field, and they carried a big egg out of this the, out of the helicopter, and he popped up out of this big egg as the Freddie Bird. <laughs> and people, I didn't get to see any of it. I was in the freaking locker room. I didn't get to see any of it. We had a football yeah. game to play. That was, you know. <laughs> but it was the talk of the town. And then he sure. had this little Honda three-wheeler that he would ride up and down the track during the game doing wheelies and stuff. People thought he was crazy, you know. And he was just Luke, man. That's, he had a long leash, let's put it this way. And I was yeah. the tender of that leash. And yeah. as far as I as far as I was considered, my brother could do whatever he wanted. Did I have to step in sometimes? Yeah, but not for him. I had to step in and take care of the situation that he had brought up. Gotcha. It uh, it happened a few times, but you know, hey, that's isn't that what big, brothers isn't do, that what man. big brothers do? Yeah, I mean, I've got a little brother, so I totally understand that. It's like we became much better friends. When I was a senior in high school and he was a freshman, yeah, I like, was a senior. Luke was a sophomore. Yeah, so it was like you want to you no, I'm the only one that can mess with him. Like y'all don't have that privilege, right? Right, and, and they and knew that, they that knew changed that. our relationship again. And it wasn't just him; it was yeah. his friends too, because they're all part of my family too. Uh-huh. Grove and Damon and Quig and those guys. I, nobody nobody messed with them because I wouldn't allow it. Yeah, and and people are like, "Well, what do you mean he wouldn't allow it?" I, I would fight at the drop of a hat, dude. I reached around the principal at the high school and punched a dude in the mouth one time. All right? And then my sister did it fucking four years later, and he goes, damn it, what's up with you Perry's? You don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, we just want to get our point across. Yeah. You know? Um, a lot of people didn't like me at first, Fredericktown. I'm like a fungus, man. I grow, grow on, on you. I grow on you, and you can't get rid of me once once you're there. So, <laughs> so how do you how do you how do you look at that? So that's, I think that's the thing. Uh, we talked about some questions and stuff like that. Uh, what we wanted to talk about and where we were going to go with some of the show. Um, and I hey. said I've never asked this question. I think now is the perfect time to ask it because we've kind of talked about how how you've dealt with different things in life, and you've met. A ton of people from all walks of life, the rich, the famous, the, you know, you've been to every country probably around the globe damn near. So I've never been to Europe. You've never been to Europe? No, but I've been to 49 countries and I've never been to Europe. Why not Europe? I was on the West Coast, man. I lived in Hawaii and San Diego for 22 years. I didn't, the weather over there is a little, little much. Once you do that for a while, your blood kind of thins out. And when I go back home, like... I used to go. To, I, I I try to go to the Ohio State Michigan game every year yeah. in Ann Arbor or in Columbus. This year I wasn't going because tickets were seventeen hundred bucks, and you know what? I didn't pay that much to go see them in a national championship, so I got kind of set my limit. Yeah, there. But the cold weather kicks my ass. I'm glad I'm back there for that week when I go back. Yeah, but. I'm so glad when I get home because even though it's cold here, it's nowhere near as cold as it was there. Oh, I'm the same way. Once I moved down, you know, my my last place I lived before Texas was Connecticut. 
And I mean, I can remember snowboarding in March yeah. with shorts and a hoodie on. I can remember in 1978 when we had the blizzard, right? Yeah. Semi-trucks on 13 were buried two feet over the top of the trailers. I mean, buried as far as you could see, right? Mm-hmm. We were out of school for a month. What wow. do you What do you do when you're out of school? From You sled ride, you go out and play in the snow. And back in the day, man, freaking, they kicked you out of the house. Freaking, as soon as you had breakfast, you're out, go do something. Yeah, and you came back in if the street lights came on or later. Yeah. You know? If you're a Perry, you came in later. Yeah, you came in later. Usually, <laughs> usually not wanting to say what some of these parents were going to come down and talk to your mom and dad about. But, hey, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Wow, I can't believe you've never been to Europe. All right, that's one of the few places I've been. I have not been to Hawaii yet. My little brother moved to Hawaii about two years ago, and we're going in January. And I I love Hawaii, can't wait. but Hawaii's crowded, man. It's too crowded. He's for not going to be there much longer. That's why I'm going to go see it and see him before he go to go see moves back go, to the go see side. the Arizona. Go go over there and do that. If it's if it's they got it going again because it yeah. had some structural damage, but it's still the Arizona still a commissioned battleship. If you look at aerial pictures of that Arizona Memorial, you'll still see. Fuel oil coming out of the side and on top of the water. It, it was topped off when it got hit. My That's why it didn't the, explode. My uncle was in the Navy during Vietnam, and he was stationed there. So this June coming up, he's like 77. Right. But we're going over to Hawaii. Back to in June, see, right? Um where he was, where he stationed, the Arizona. That's crazy. We literally we, just had this conversation yesterday about the trip. We're going well, this summer. It, when you see it, it's going to freak you out at how small it is you're gonna it's like dealey plaza if you go down and see where kennedy was assassinated yes. it's, it's little corner it's little man yes. it's little it's like someone's yard it's yes. small nobody yes. understands that but i drove by it a million times when i first moved here and didn't know what it was until somebody told me right right and 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 pearl harbor is the same way when you see there there'll be a little a little thing by across the street from the softball field. It's this little hut. It looks like a bus stop. Hut. Well, the movies make it look so massive. Hey, it's not massive, man. Pearl Harbor is little. Wow. You could put Jerry World down on top of Pearl Harbor. That's how small it is. Wow. And, and now there's a bridge that goes to Fort Island. When I was there, you, there wasn't a bridge. You had to take the ferry. And that's what that little house was for, the Mary Point landing is right there well that's where the freaking japanese flew right over and dropped their freaking bomb uh, torpedoes they dropped their torpedoes and it went in there that that's you know i'm a i'm a history buff college football history freaking you know war history and stuff like that and all these places that i visited i went to see the war history i've been to nagasaki i've been to hiroshima you want to talk about a humbling fucking experience Go there and stand, and, and you're already American, and I'm a big dude anyhow, so I'm towering above these people, and they're all looking at me. I'm like, I didn't have nothing to do with this shit, <laughs> you know. I'm just here. Yeah. I'm just here to pay my respects, and you know, things like that. But you still get the looks. Yeah. Is it true that they said people's shadows were permanently yes, burned yes, into yes, the ground? Yes, yes, yes. You can see that. You can see that when when you when you go there. You can see. Wow. That. They also have a giant Buddha that's sitting pointing up at ground zero pointing up and that you don't say a whole lot you feel like shit when you leave there yeah but 
you console yourself by looking at the big picture. What would have happened had we not done that? Because what people don't understand is those two towns were industrial towns. They were building stuff for the war there. Yeah. You know. Um, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of cool places. I went to the caves at Okinawa where people were hiding and then they would jump off into the water because they thought. One thing I did learn, though, is Okinawans do not like to be called Japanese. They like to be called Okinawans. So we did, this is a previous podcast we did about uh, children rearing, and me and my wife did foster care for 13 years. One of our kids is from Okinawa. Thank you, sir. She was from Okinawa, and that is exactly true. If you said Japanese, oh, she went left, and she's young. That's Hokkaido. That's, That's up north. That's that's Hokkaido. That's the big guy. It's yes. not Okinawa. Okinawa are Okinawans are Okinawans, and it's totally different. I've been. I went on tour through Japan, and we literally started at the top where it was freezing, and when you got to Okinawa, it was hundred degrees and humid. Remember the agony of defeat on my world of sports. Of that course. was at Sapporo. That was at the ski jump at Sapporo, when Japan. When the guy fell and tumbled yeah. and went everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah I, I, had to go see, time, I had to go see that. And I took all these dudes and they were been drinking and stuff. They're like, why are we here? I go, you remember in Wide World of Sports where the dude fell? We're going to YouTube that for Garrett so you can see. Yeah, it's the yeah, monologue at the beginning of it. It used yeah. to be the opening of Wide World of Sports. That's what I'm saying. It's at the beginning of it. And it was the agony of defeat, man. Yeah, he got smashed. Dude went off the ski lift and went off in a million the side. pieces. It's dope. <laughs> It was like he, he walked uphill both ways. No, no, no. They, 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 they trolley you up the, uh, up yeah, the yeah. ski. That's up there, dude. He, he went down the, the hard way. But that's history. I'll let y'all keep going. So what else you got, man? Keep talking. Well, uh, where I was going with that was I think it would be a good time to ask you about friends. Friends. So... You've, I have millions of friends. Right. And how do, how do you, what's the best way I want to say this? How do, do I you, categorize do you, do you keep them? Like, do you keep like separate groups of friends? And like, I mean, how do you, how do you balance, how do you balance that? And how do you, how do you look for that? So I, you've had a couple posts that I'm like, I was like, I think this would be a good question for you. I mean, you have your, you have your brothers and sisters that you were in the military with. You have your family, you have your work acquaintances and everything else. So I'm curious how, how you feel about. I don't categorize them. I categorize them as, oh, well, I do. They're all my friends. Yeah. And I try to introduce as many of them to each other as possible. And it, what's really cool is like uh, Mike Fletcher, Bobby Miller, a friend of mine from Mansfield, Blake Delgoff, who lives in Mount Vernon, uh, Joe Adrian, Jeff Bond, all these guys I went to high school with, right. we all go to the Michigan game. And then people come in that we meet up there that were all friends growing up and we haven't seen in a long time, you know, and we all just get together and we have a good time and I introduce them to everybody. And, and uh, you know, my buddy Jeff Mercy, another Fredericktown prodigy, he moved there the same year we did. So him and I were the new kids together. Right, but he was two years ahead of me. Okay, and uh, I try to see him every time I go up to Ann Arbor because he's one of the coolest people in the world, and he's the president of fucking one of the biggest international lumber companies in the United States. You know, Fredericktown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Get you some of that. You know, all these people. Oh, you got to go to these big colleges, and you got to do all this. I was forty years old when I got my bachelor's degree. You know, but does that make me smarter than anybody else? No. 
my experience does, but yeah. but not so much my education. My my whole take on education is this: you got to get a degree. You get this little sheepskin or a piece of paper based on somebody else's criteria, mm-hmm. right? And it's generalized. It, it it has nothing to do with the nitty gritty. No, they want you to spend another two hundred thousand and go back for your master's degree or your doctorate degree to get all that shit. Yeah, you know. I think college is a scam. I think the education is good, but I think the paying for it and all the other bullshit that goes along with that is a scam. And it's putting people in debt. You know, they got that debt forgiveness thing that's going on. Fuck that. I don't want no debt forgiveness. Nobody forgave my debt. Yeah. You know, you got to learn to take care of the money. You take out a loan, you pay it back. Or you default on it and have your credit screwed up. Yeah. You know, that's that's just the way it is. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all these people wanting all the good and not having to pay for it. Yeah. I'm you with know? you on that. Because if they don't have to pay for it, who does? I do. You do. Freaking biz does biz you got any extra cash you want to pay eight or nine people's college i was going to ask gary the ball twelve dollars when we left here tonight you know i i i think i think today people want everything but they don't want to work for it right they don't I, and i don't think it's that they don't want to work for it i don't think they know how to work for it Gary Vaynerchuk said, never complain about entitled kids because you assholes were the ones who created them. Absolutely. We've made life too easy for our kids because we've given them everything we didn't have. And it goes back to, there's an old saying that I like to, uh, when it comes to that, it goes to strong men build weak men. Weak men build bad situations. Bad situations require strong men. Yep. And it's a cycle. And it's a constant cycle. And it's constantly happening. You know, you have all these kids that, let's say you got a guy that goes all the way through college, gets his doctorate. But what has he done? I went to college. Okay. I mean, I, that, that rings bell for me because I joined the Navy out of high school because I watched, you know, my family could have sent me to college. Sure. I I would have gone to like, you know. There's a million colleges. Yeah, I'd have gone to Quad C or something like that for a year, and then I could have finished my degree wherever. Up at Ohio State campus in Mansfield. Uh Or Marion. I mean, wherever. And I could have done, you know, whatever. And But I saw so many of my friends and cousins and stuff like that that, like, they got into school, and they had no idea what they wanted to do. And then, like, they got in, and then they changed it two, three times. And I was like... And I saw those financial hardships on friends and family, and I didn't want to do that. Nope. And I was just like, that's not, that's not for me. So then I was like, well, I had some scholarship offers, and I was like, I just I don't know what I want to do yet. Like, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer for a while, and I was like, then I saw what lawyers had to do and the time they spent and the hours they worked, and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And then architecture, I really liked architect and wanted to do that for a little while. And I was like, yeah, but I really suck at algebra and I don't like go. algebra. I'm really good at geometry. But I use I algebra every algebra. day. Algebra like ate my lunch every day. And there's a story behind that. But then I decided, well, my dad was in the army and he said, do not join the army. Like I'm telling you right now, do not like I am begging you. Just do not join the army. You want to do something else, do it. And I decided to join the Navy because my grandfather was in the Navy. 
Yes, now, he was. I'm going to keep this story short for right now. We might dig back into this, but I didn't have a good experience in Navy. I went in with my best friend. We got all the way through boot camp, essentially, and uh, they didn't want to honor my job. You know, and I signed, yep, I signed a contract for two jobs. They came to me when I was just a few weeks short of graduating, and we're like, you're going to go to the Marine Corps and become a Marine and cross-train, and you're going to be a field medic. And I was like... Corman. I'm like, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I don't... A, I don't... If anybody knows me, I do not have the stomach for that, first of all. Like, right. I, that's not anything I want to do. Like, I, I'm not the type of person to be sewing up somebody or trying to deal with somebody. I mean, if I had to do it in the situation, fine. But... That's definitely not going to be my day-to-day job. After having to do it 50 times a day? Yeah. No. no not, not doing it. So I was like, well, you can give me that other job you offered me with the bonus that I turned down because I didn't want to be on a sub all the time because I scored really high on the ASVAB of picking out stuff out of patterns. Right. Like I was, and they wanted to put me in like decoding and all this stuff and put me on a sub. Subs like are volunteer. $40,000 sign-on bonus. That's, that was a chunk of change back in the day. Yeah, it was 98 And they were like going to offer me that. And I turned it down. I was like, no, I want to be a gunner's mate or an underwater welder because I wanted to drive the ships that brought the Navy SEALs in, the little speedboats. Zodiac, like, oh, yeah, up. yeah. Ribs. Yeah. Rigid hull inflatable boat. Rib. Yeah. R-H-I-B is what they call them. Rib. That's what I wanted to do. So... I didn't do that. And then when I came out, I got right into insurance. But And my mom got me into the insurance world. And I started Which off is mail world. I started off in the mail room. So, and then I worked my way up to a claims assistant, then a claims adjuster, and then got into property and casualty. And, you know, I just, it just kept on going. But where I was going with that is, like, when, by the time this is happening, and I'm now an adjuster, and I'm making really good money for somebody that does not have a college degree in the early 2000s, And all of my high school friends are now graduating college and entering the workforce. Guess what? They can't get a job. Because every time they go and apply, they say, you have no experience. experience. And I'm like, well, I got all this experience, but I worked my way up. But none of them wanted to take that lower job because they had student loans and all this debt and stuff. And they're like, I can't. Which is another hurdle. You can it just means it's going to take you a lot to pay it off. Like, but you, you still, just because you have this piece of paper in the corporate world, they'll tell you you have to have it in a lot of jobs, but then they'll also tell you you don't have any experience. So what's, what's the lesser of two evils? I'd rather have the experience because you know what? You, I feel that you can teach yourself a lot by putting yourself in situations and experiences. And if you take it upon yourself to read a little, do these other things and follow whatever you're interested in, you can learn a whole lot more than trying to find some set curriculum that's for just the general. How much of the experience that you gained in your lifetime was experience that you wanted to get or was it experience that you were told you were going to do to experience? I mean, it's probably a good 50-50 mix. Right. I remember the first time I ever drove a dump truck. It was full of freaking number two gravel, freaking, and I had to drive it from... Armand Trout Road to Danville, up Frederick County Amateur Road, and it was covered with nothing but ice. My old man, my stepdad was in a dump truck in front of me. He goes, this is what you're going to do. Follow me. When you start going down a hill, he goes, open it wide up. He goes, don't touch your brake. He goes, you'll get there. I was 14, driving a Kokosing dump truck full of gravel to Danville. 
Right. Good thing wow. it was a Sunday and nobody was on the road because it was so cold. But that was how my old man was. And then he's like, see, that wasn't so bad, was it? Because tomorrow you take on a backhoe. You get to learn how to drive a backhoe. I learned how to do all that shit. I used to tell everybody. That was mine and Luke's moniker. Hey, we're Steve Bennett's kids. We know how to do anything. If we don't, we'll go over to Kokosing and find out how to do it. And in case people don't understand, Kokosing is a construction company in our hometown that employs probably 30% of the people around there. And it's massive. It's huge. But it started out with three guys and a freaking tractor and a freaking pickup truck building yeah. basements. Bill Burgett started doing stuff like that. Him and, uh, oh, God, who was it? I forget. Anyhow. Yeah. That's a long time ago. That's super interesting. I, I, and it's amazing how, like you said earlier, like these small town people, like you don't have to get to the big town. Like no. you can learn and do and form and shape yourself no matter where you're at. That was it's just you taking that upon yourself. And I think that's one of the big things missed today is, like Biz alluded to earlier, these kids have been given everything. They've been given participation trophies. They've been given... I'm not a participation trophy Everything. Fan. Like, it's just, you've got to earn some things. And taking an L isn't the end of the world. Right. You learn a lot from taking an L. Yeah, you do. You do. I, I wish I could pull up my, uh, my, my buddy Donnie's... He got inducted into the West Point Football Hall of Fame. And uh, he was talking about our senior year, the only loss we had. It was against Loudonville. And he said in his speech, he goes, I looked at my best friend and I told him, we're not losing another fucking game. And we didn't. And you know what? When people of your peers sit down and do something and you listen to them and you buy into it, you're, you're going to be successful if you put the effort forth. You know, teachers tell all these kids today, you can be anything you want. But the part they leave out is if you work your ass off for it. All right? That's yep. the part they leave out. Yep. You know? And I think as somebody in second or third grade, when you're trying to figure out what's going on in the world, I think that's when it needs to be taught. Yes, you can be a straight-A student. You're going to have to work your ass off for it, but you can be a straight-A student. I'm yep. not going to give you anything. No. But people aren't – people are real good about putting that word out. You can be anything you want, but they're not good about finishing up on that, telling right. them the other half of it. I got in trouble one time. I went back, talked to a bunch of kids at the high school, and I'm sitting there and, you know – I'm in the auditorium, there's a whole bunch. And I said, your teachers are going to be mad about this. But you can't be whatever you want to be. I said, if you don't have a backup plan, how, and I, I had them, how many you plan on going to college? And like 90% of the student body raised their hand, which was what? You know, 60 people? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Anyhow, they raised their hands. I go, what's your backup plan? And they all looked at me like I was goofy. And I'm like, 90% of all college people that fail out of college fail out in their first semester. 90% of people who fail out of college fail out in their first semester. You're still on the hook for them loans. But guess what? 
you're not going to school anymore. What's your backup plan? You going to let mommy and daddy take care of it the rest of your life? Nah, don't think so. And you know, today, it's, it's the same way. But it's different today. You can't get two guys and go out and get an apartment together. Because apartments cost a freaking house note today. It's yeah. 2500 to three grand a month? Come on. Yeah, for an efficiency apartment. For an efficiency, right? Yeah. So they've taken that ability for people to get out and, and do their own thing and, and make their own way and make their own mistakes and learn and learn, get their experience from their own lessons. They've taken that away from them just due to raising the price on everything. Everybody's wanting to make a buck. Well, there's only so much money, right? Or we can print some more, you know. It's no yeah, we deal. print it, but is it worth anything? See, right. that's what—that's the problem we're running into now. Yeah. But nobody wants to hear that shit. They—they they just want to hear what what the news is putting out. And you know, Don Henley wrote that song, "Dirty Laundry." Well, he wrote that song about some pedophile bullshit that he was involved in, and I didn't like him to, from the get-go because of that. I'm. If I could personally go and take care of all the pedophiles in the world, I would. That's that's I'm 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 adamantly freaking bad about that, um, but uh, is that you think that's like influenced a lot by your travels? Yeah, because you know what, it's in not just in America. Like, it's not just in America that yeah. pedophilia is frowned upon. Okay, you you can, you can understand that right now. Yeah. it's frowned upon globally. All right, but you have these so-called clubs, these so-called little gangs, these so-called elites, one percenters, that they think the rules don't apply to them. You know? Giselle, what's her name, has been in prison for how long now? How come they haven't released the list of all the dudes that she knows were clients? Yeah, that pay. Well, because they're all sitting in Washington, D.C. at a desk right now. Is, is is the thing, and I don't have a problem saying that. That that manifests uh, on the airplane. A lot yeah. of names that are there familiar. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, I don't think you should. I, I think you should leave kids alone. Yeah, you know, it was. Huh, man, I can't believe I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it anyways. See, I got him off track. Man. No, 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 no. It's not. I'm not off track. It's just funny that you brought this up yesterday because. I listen to one station that talks about sports and other things, and then there's a whole other group of my friends that listen to this other station. I'm not going to give either of them any, like, name, love, recognition here, but the one that I don't listen to, and part of it is because I think they talk about a lot of stupid stuff that doesn't apply, and they bring up some weird stuff that, like, what was the purpose in bringing this up, and what was the purpose of, like, throwing this out there? If you weren't going to do anything about it or follow it up, and I'll go to this. So said friend calls me, want to know how you'll answer this. I said, okay, what do you want? Ask me the question. I mean, he called me three times and we played phone tag and I'm like, this is one of my best friends. And I, I, I literally almost like thought something was wrong because he normally doesn't call me back that many times. Like we don't play phone tag like that. Like, right. Usually. And at some point you'll just leave a message and be like, Hey man, I was just, you know, no big deal. Call me when you get a chance. That didn't happen. So, like, I was like, okay, like, I keep missing him. And then finally I got the text message, like, hey, I'm on the phone with client, boss, whatever. So, okay. He goes, did you listen to so-and-so today? I said, no, man, you know I don't listen to that. Like, I don't like that show. Like, it's just not my thing. Oh, well, I want to know your opinion. Like, we've all been talking about this because they said something was really out of character today. So, if 
you and this is what he told me. I did not hear this, so if I butcher this, y'all don't like execute me on here. You can end this crime forever. Your choices are murder or, you know, uh, being a pedophile, basically. But you have to commit the crime first. Once you commit the crime, it'll never happen to another person for the rest of the time. Yeah, I can do that. That's the dumbest. Like, why would you throw something like that out there? People like, are trying to justify it. I mean, like, yeah, like, they're, but they're, why they're would you sit pro- on a major radio they're, they're, station? They're, they're, it's That's passive. A trap. It's passive aggressive. Trap. It's passive aggressive trapping. Is yeah. exactly what it is. And I'm just like, what, what, what purpose or where does that serve anything to even have that discussion on, on like a, a radio station? That is no better than smash or pass. Yeah, I you know mean, what I'm like, saying? Like, just uh. and like, I was like. I'm, first of all, like, this blows my mind that, like, how did that even come up? Like, who had that? It's like watching commercials today. Who had this great idea? Like, how did you sell them on this commercial? Like, they're not even good. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, you're, you're not even you're not even making me think about what you're actually selling. Right, like, the product. I remember how good commercials were in the 80s and 90s. And, like... <laughs> Watch the Super Bowl. Iconic. The Super Bowl was awesome commercial. I mean, half the time and then, you were and just then they there for the commercials. Yeah. And then they don't the show them anymore after that. And nah. I'm like, wow. It became what you said earlier. Now that is all. I'll open up a bigger can of worms after I make this statement. Open the worms, baby. It became. I like fishing. About the money. So think about this. They've been talking about Christmas since September. You started seeing Christmas advertisements, stuff. Every, it was everybody's Labor Day. Try, everybody's trying to make up the money that they lost the past two years for their COVID bullshit. I mean, we're giving out Black Friday deals in July. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even thinking about Christmas. No. Yeah. I'm thinking about freaking going to the pool or getting out of this heat. It's 108 degrees outside, yeah. and you're talking about winter saving sales. Man, if they you start know, playing the Christmas music and shit like that early, I listen I'm to the Christmas music. Here's what's crazy. To get myself in the right mood, driving to work every morning, I listen to the Christmas station and driving home. Starting when? Yeah, but under, starting when? Yeah, starting uh, when? Probably since I moved here and found it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've been listening. I mean, like every morning? Every morning. It's, it's on so my it's radio. already started is what he means. It's already, already going. You're already See, doing we it. have a big it's debate already, in my family about this all the time. I'm like, and Thanksgiving's reason, not even over. And the reason that I listen to it, I, I, because I was in the Navy so long, I kind of look at it as a holiday season. And to me, the holiday season starts as soon as freaking Halloween's over. Because around here, it starts to get comfortable. You can go outside. You can right. enjoy, you know. And, and I tell people that all the time when they want to come down and visit. Oh, we're going to come down in the summer. I go, you don't. <laughs> I, said, yeah. I said, you'll never, you'll never want to come back. I go, come I, uh, down in the, in the fall. Yes. Come I down was in the fall or the spring. Don't come down here in the summer because in the summer, we're inside. I was a photographer for a wedding company when I moved down. And you know when they had weddings? May, April, October. Yes. That's it. You don't have June, July, August, September Hell weddings no. in freaking Texas. No. It's too hot. No. Well, they have them, but, you know. Not as, so I wanted to cover something. Uh, shout out to Matt. He made a comment, and he says, Your dad was a good man. I am grateful to have the chance to have met him and your family. 
That's from Matt Estep. Matt Estep. Oh, Matt Estep. Yeah. Step. Sorry for mispronouncing that's that. Right. Yeah, no, no. Matt, Matt's, Matt was a, a very, Matt is a good friend. Uh, Matt and I were very good friends in our early 20s. Life kind of went our own ways for both of us, and we've recently connected again on Facebook here in the last few months. So. Well, it looks like he's watching you right now. Yeah, man. Good hey, to, Matt. Good to how you Matt. doing, brother? Yeah, Matt's a good kid, man. That's, that's a cool cat right there. So I might know some of his relatives. He's got a brother around here. I know I, some I mean, East Steps in freaking in Mansfield. I, I mean, I don't. You know, we never had that conversation, Matt. You can chime in if you have. Some, I mean, I know he's got a lot of Cajun blood in him, so I don't know. Like, uh, you know what? That's he's, okay. He's got that ki- crazy Cajun stuff going on, so yeah. I don't know if he had anything that far north. We call that inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey. How's those horn frogs taste, Matt? Just curious. Just throw that out there. Even though you did goose egg my Sooners this year. Yeah, well, if you're not rooting for the Buckeyes, you really shouldn't be on this page. Oh, man. You know what? I, I know I'm going to listen to that, like, all the time. Like, and it's funny, too. Like, I've said this before. My aunt and them. Why was, why was Ohio Stadium built? Who was the key catalyst behind Ohio Stadium? Do you know that? I have no idea. Young man named Chick Harley. Yeah, Chick Harley. Look him up. Chick Harley was the reason that Ohio Stadium was built. Well, our football team sucks so bad that it's not even worth mentioning in this conversation. So, next subject. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call you guys, bug eaters? Yeah, Nebraska hey, was you know the what? bug eaters so before they were the corn I didn't know that. I You're can't wait get to drop there. that on yeah. Pops. You're yeah. going to get there. I'm telling you right now. It's I think we have more coaches than we do players that come in and out of that program. Right. Literally. They get a new coach every three months. I wasn't too I wasn't too thrilled with the Scott Frost firing, by the way, just so you know. I think they should have let him go throughout the year. But you know what I heard? So I do have a lot of relatives that played in the You Nebraska, got inside. And Scott wasn't showing up for meetings on time. Uh, he was ready to go then. He wasn't coming to practices and they said he had a really lackadaisical approach to what was going on. And the biggest deal, I make the joke, but in order for Nebraska to win again, they need to do two two things. Get Tom Osborne's old ass up out the house, put some cups on him, and go hire all the thugs and criminals that can run the hell out of that football. Miami did it for years. Yeah, that's fucking And they won for years. (laughs) They got Hall of Famers. Oh, man, did you just rob? Man, come on, play for Nebraska. You good. And they, I remember when Ndamukong Sue first went there, and his family had money, so yeah. he was already driving Range Rovers and stuff. He wrapped his Range Rover around a parked car downtown Lincoln. Nobody heard about it. Oh, isn't that something? You Swept know what? And I don't rug. have a problem with that. That happens in every And country. I don't have a problem exactly. with that They take reason. care of them. Those guys are kids. Even the seniors are still kids. True. All right? I think that not only in college... But in the pros, the rookies and these young kids should have handlers to teach them how to speak to the press, to teach them what to say and what not to say about the team and what's going on inside, you know? But who is the actually only people that get at them to teach them anything? The finance guys. Yeah. They, oh, let's teach us what to do with your money. Yeah. Not how to act, yeah, not how to handle the here's, thing. And here's the deal. Here and let's we'll teach you, you let's yes. teach you what you can do for your money with your money so you can send some of it back to this institution of higher learning. Yeah. 
that we're still going to charge people $200,000 for their degree. I'll say it. I don't care what nobody says. Nebraska football is ran and owned by the Booster Club. You betcha. That's it. They've All had quarterbacks the in there that shouldn't be there, are. and they stayed you know, there because that, 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 that ain't even an elephant in the room. That's riding around on the hood of their cars, man. <laughs> they all know that. Come on, Busy. You've been around long enough. Very I see long. them gray locks growing they're, out your oh, chin. Oh, they're here. They're right here. So we, we, There's wisdom all in this room Lady right shit. now. Even Garrett's in the club. Yeah. Oh, man, I've been in the club. Yeah, can, you, can you imagine? He's only 22 years old, dude. <sighs> Look at the gray on that dude's beard. <laughs> no, I'm just bullshitting. No, nah, it's all good, man. No, he has I a started, fun life. I started getting it in my beard very early on, like, and I didn't always have a beard. Like, I, I had the goatee forever. Like, uh, beard was kind of new. I got inspired by my little brother when he moved out to California. And he had a better enough. beard than you, huh? He grew this massive beard, man. He moved up in the mountains in Cali, and I showed up. Isn't it amazing once you get out of Cali City? Hair down to here. He had this massive beard, uh, and he was wearing skinny jeans. And he had, like, <laughs> he had like a pick comb in his back pocket. And I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you? It's from a beard. He's like, it's from a beard. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to I keep mine cut short. I, I haven't. I haven't. My wife would be a lot happier if I kept mine. I, like I, 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 I keep it like this. It's, it's crazy. I use uh, just... Whatever. Beard is a big business now because... It is. It's only reason I grew my beard in was because of No Shave November. Then I'd shave it back off and go with the goatee. And then one day, my wife was like, I like that. And I kept it. Now look at it. Most men have beards. What? Uh, what? What? Do you have pseudo-fediculitis barbe? I have no what the hell... What That's the, the bumps. From no, the, no, I don't. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. The bumps. Yeah, bumps. You know, Brother, brothers get the, get the bumps. Yes, black and, guys get bumps. And no, and I'm it, lucky. It's because the hair turns back in. It curls. I have curly beard, but ever since I started grooming it, I groom the hell out of this thing. So I, I may get one every once in a while, but for the most part, no shave bumps, no anything. But I've been shaving since the army. Even when I had a baby face, I didn't have a hair on my face. Dude, that's what most dude I used to watch it. Dude, we'd, be in the sh- we'd get out of the shower and shit, fucking on the ship. We'd be getting ready. I'd see my buddies over there with this little f- fucking pork, th- this fork pick thing. And he's just like digging this shit out of his chin. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? He goes, hair bumps. Bumps, man. Yeah, because Ingram, you see guys oh. who pull a three inch hair out of their oh, yeah. to go too oh, long. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's bad, but it's just because the hair grows curly. I, always glad yeah. I, I was always glad I was a hillbilly because of that, man. I, you know. I always just had there trouble it is. with like, <laughs> There it is. Hair. Solar panel for a sex machine. <laughs> you know, you were talking about that earlier about like guys and young girls and. You know, we were talking about that. I always ask the guys this, because, you know, I'm 58 years old. Like, what would you do with that if you got a hold of it? What would you do? It'd wear your ass out. (laughs) Real story. A guy, when I moved here, my very first photo job, guy was about 56. She was about 22. I did their engagement photos. And when four months later, I was like, okay, ready for the wedding? He's like, nah. He said, I was popping so many blue pills. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. He had money. He worked for uh, one of the big uh, Texas power companies. You're right. I mean, John Legend sung at the engagement party. That's the kind of money Damn. he had. That's money. That's money. But he said he I just physically asked him couldn't to do keep it as up. A friend. <laughs> hey. I, man, I was like, I don't you, even know the dude. Is, did, did she keep the ring? He said, Yeah, that was severance. I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> but there you go. Was it worth it? Did you buy a cheap ass ring? That's what I'd ask. No, I actually, when this is over, I have their photo on my phone. Right. And you'll see we'll the size of the out. rock. Yes. He he didn't get off easy, but it was nothing you know, to him. You know, one of these days I want to have you guys over to the house. Yeah, I'm down. Because Word. I throw down the meanest smoker you ever seen in your life. I can smoke anything. I was taught when I moved to Texas, you know how everybody grills? Yeah. Yep. They like propane or charcoal. I had this fellow live next door to me. His name was Dennis. We called him Ducky. Great dude. He said, son, you need to go buy a smoker. And he went with me, and I went and bought a little smoker. He goes, barbecue in Texas is not something you do with propane. And it doesn't take 10 minutes to do. He goes, barbecue in Texas is an event. And he goes, you have to get intimate with what you're cooking. Well, I tell you what. I went and got another smoker two years later. Uh, Oklahoma Joe's. I bought it off a buddy of mine. And uh, Jeremy, if you're listening to this, I bought that smoker off of you. Um, but anyhow, I got that much fat laying in the bottom of it from everything I've cooked on it. Wow. And my wife and daughter are like, oh, well, maybe we should clean that. I go, you touch my smoker. You're packing your shit and moving out. I said, do not. Touch that. You can go open my smoker right now, and it smells like there's a brisket on it. All right? And I've perfected the prime rib. Really? Oh, I'm in. That's, that's, I do prime yeah, rib. I do yeah. prime rib Christmas Eve and anytime my wife wants it. You find them on sale. You go get them. The whole key is 45 minutes per pound. 225? 250 degrees. You do 250. Okay. 250. Pecan. With beef, use a nut wood. When you're using poultry and stuff, use a fruit wood. But oak, pecan, stuff like that. Yeah. Beef. I have a pellet cabinet. I, got I don't the have a pellet. I want a pe- I understand pellets. Everybody says, oh, I just it's not got traditional. A pellet. Oh, I'm like, dude, if it tastes good, I don't care. <laughs> I use the competition blend, which is cherry and apple with a little bit of mesquite in there. Yep. And I'll put six racks of ribs on 225 by <laughs> seven in the morning. Set it and forget it. Set it and forget I it. I just and got then, a res tech. I'm, I haven't fired it up yet. Bruh, it's getting broken. My in wife just challenged me. I'll tell you what, the whole key to. Smoking everything though, like my brisket, I marinate it for a week. Oh, wow! I stab the shit out of it with a fork, and then I put onions, lemons, limes, oranges, acidic, uh, and the cheapest Italian salad dressing I could find. And I pour them into a big five gallon bag, and I put the brisket in there, and I don't put the rub on it until the day I cook it. Mm-hmm. But I flip it every day for seven days. And then I take it out and set it out that night and let it come to room temperature. Right? Because it's been cold for seven days. I put it to room temperature and then I take it out and I put it on the smoker. 14 hours, two, 250. You take that off, it's better than any competition. You've, I, I've had to, and I used to judge. For 10 years, I was a judge at the brisket cook-off in Little Elm. And, f- and I'd bring my brisket over there, and I wouldn't let them have it. And they go, man, this would win hands down every time. I said, nah, this isn't competition. This is love. This is eating food here. This isn't 
Yeah. To show people what you got. This is to say, come sit down at my house, break bread, and eat this. And if you need a nap, go lay down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man. I've had a guy, a friend of mine that does his ribs. He actually marinates them in Dr. Pepper. Yes, I've heard that too. I I've had ribs yeah. done in Dr. Pepper. And I was like, what I've learned about ribs after I wrapped them, I finally, I didn't realize the resting part after you bring them out. Yeah, you have to Don't let them touch. rest. And now that I got that down, oh, yeah. The, what people don't understand about the resting, and that's with any piece of meat you cook, let it sit because it sucks all that stuff back in as yes. it cools. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't expel it. It sucks it in. And this is are, a first for common sense. We've never talked barbecue before. We haven't. We, we're talking all kinds of things we've never talked before. I mean, like, Yeah, you're right. That's why, that's why we do this, though. Like, I I've been, I've been a lot of places, done a lot of things. That's, and that's, I tell you what, I tell you what, right now, right now, if you guys want to take your female counterparts to the most beautiful place in the world, go to the Seychelles. Don't go to Europe, don't go to Tahiti, don't go to none of that bullshit. Go to the Seychelles. It's in the Indian Ocean. Look it up. All you people out there listening, look up the Seychelles. It's going to cost you money to go there, but it is the most beautiful Frickin' tropical island in the world. Better than the Maldives and all that. I've been to all them. Trust me. Say, how do you spell that? It has been to all S E Y C H E L L E S. This we got. We're gonna be planning this trip right now. I'm, I'm just looking it up. I, I got to see. It's in the Indian Ocean. You got to fly through Europe to get there. I'm glad I have some time because my wife's not feeling well, so I don't think she's actually watching this right now. Well, so if she buy was, buy me some time. Buy me some time. If she was, I'm telling you right now. Uh, I told my wife. Like New Zealand, when I retire, Austria, I've Australia. been to New Zealand. I've been to Australia. None of, the, none of that compares right. to the Seychelles. Uh, I just pulled it up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, this is. And the wow. currency is U.S. dollar. Really? All right. So since we're back on travel. Did you. Did you notice this when you came to Texas? Because it, it stood out to me. And like I've said this before, my, my in-laws made fun of me when my wife and I got married because at the time I had never been anywhere other than Canada and Mexico. Right. And when I went there, you didn't need a passport. No. We were same here. So now her and I are getting married in Aruba. I got to get a passport. They made fun of me. They're like, you seriously don't have a passport. My wife was I there. don't have a passport. My wife was fortunate when she was growing up. She got to travel a lot of places. She's my wife has a passport. My daughter has a passport. Yeah. I do not have a passport. I got a military ID card that says retired. And that's all I needed to go anywhere. Yeah. And you know what? I really don't have the hankering to go anywhere outside of the United States. I've been everywhere else. You ain't in the move for right, 12 so and 18 hour flights anymore. No. Yeah. yeah, well, and he was on boats that took even longer to get there. Right, so, I mean, but I can understand. I could get up, I could get up and, and go to the bathroom. I could get up and go get me something to eat. I could walk out and watch the sunset. You know, all that stuff. And yeah. I did it every night. The thing about the military, anybody out there that's listening to this, it's on the verge of deciding whether they should stay in for a career or not. I'm telling you this, do it. It's worth it. I never have to pay anything but a $30 copay the rest of my life for any medical procedure. Okay? That in its own right is worth it. Yeah. And what I like to refer to as on the first of every month, 
the Eagles shits. I get a paycheck. Okay. People are like, you don't feel bad about getting that? No, fuck you. I earned that shit. They didn't pay me enough when I was in. Yeah. <laughs> I earned that shit. Yeah. And I hope I live to be 100 so I can get, you know. All of it out. 60, of it. 60 years worth of freaking money out of there. So when I moved to Texas, something that amazed me, even if you haven't traveled to other countries, the amount of people in Texas that have never, I mean, granted, Texas is huge, but the amount of people that have never left Texas. It's true. It's amazing. But you think about this, right? We've got seven different ecosystems in Texas. Seven. You got the from the piney woods to the high desert, hill country, rolling plains, prairies and lakes. And we got a coast. And we right got two the time zones. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know? And you know, I used to bag on people from Texas all the time. Oh, steers and queers, a whole nine yards shit. Well, yeah, that's bullshit. People in Texas are proud of Texas for a reason. And now I get it. I've lived here since two thousand four. I don't want to live anywhere else. I want to go back home. My ashes are going to be dumped back home at the spillway on the lake we grew up on. Yeah. Because I consider that the most beautiful place on the planet. All right. But if you're out driving around in Texas and you see a sign that says historical marker, stop and look at it. It'll blow your mind. I mean, just north of where you and I live, barbed wire was invented. And it says right on that plaque, this ended free-range cattle grazing forever because barbed wire was invented. And it's just outside of Van Alstine. You'll see a little sign there. And it says, on a ranch not far from here, barbed wire was invented. Um, historical markers everywhere. Yeah. Stop and look at them. Texas is historically phenomenal. All right? But then again, nothing, Texas is great. The world's great. Nothing compares to Ohio State football. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> His sign off on everything, Ohio State football. Go Bucks. Man, I could not probably put you in a room with like my cousins and stuff like that. Like, oh, you guys would wear me out. My youngest cousin's uh, husband, his dad played, and you're going to be able to nail this, but I think it was starting in 67 where they had like the teams that were undefeated, like back to back to back. Yeah. He was one of the linemen on that. So and What was his name? Uh, oh, I caught him at a bad point. I shouldn't ask that question. That's all right. Steer's his last name, S-T-I-E-R. Yeah. Um, or Steyer. Steyer. Um, Steyer. Uh, I think his name's Mark. Mark, Mark Steyer. Steyer. Offensive Holy. guard, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was a right guard, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken. Linemen are the best. You know, people, preacher don't, now. People, people don't understand this. Offensive linemen are the smartest people in football. Period. End of discussion. They have to be. They have to know everything. They have to know what the running back's going to do. They have to know what the quarterback's going to do. They have to know what the defense is going to do. And they have to knock the shit out of somebody every play. All right? You always see this lineman talking, pointing their fingers. Okay, they're telling the other dudes, I got his ass, you go take care of the other dude. Yeah. All right? That's that's what they're saying. 
I got to agree. I was an offensive lineman. So was I. I was smart because after three games, my ass quit. No, I didn't quit. I, I kept going. I got beat up. No, I, I lined up against somebody's dad. I don't give a shit what yeah. you said. Yeah, dude with a beard. Grade, <laughs> and this dude had a beard under his mask. I'm like, who let somebody's dad on TV? <laughs> and when that dude lit me up, I was like, nope. I'm meant to be a DJ. Where we grew up, dudes had beards in frickin' junior high. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope Tony's watching this right now. I hope Tony is, T- too. Tony, I don't know. I, I can see Tony just blowing Bush. up right now. Uh, he might have to go live on his own channel. Man, or something. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got him all pumped in. up talking about how smart linemen are. He walks in and he blocks the sun. Yeah, Donald him Smith, and same way. Him and Jay, man. Cool. Man. Jay Imagine Scott, being man. lined up against guys that size all oh. the time. I still can't imagine when Jonathan Scott told the story on the other podcast, like about the guy in college that spit in his face. You got to be a big son of a bitch to like he, and have some serious he balls lived? to spit in a guy's face like that. I got to ask him about that. Oh, dude, that's the well, one that he got might not be able to tell. I, I won't say what he said when he was what he called the guy afterwards, but you know, um, I mean, I just I can't even imagine. Dude has to duck to come in the door. I mean. He's a gentle giant, but I mean, don't take that wrong either. Don't get it twisted. I, I mean, I damn sure wouldn't want to spit in his face. I mean, that, that's a whole nother level right there. But, Sorry, uh, man. I was looking at my phone. Oh, you good? I got Navy buddies asking me, "Hey, how far are you from this place?" Yeah. I want to see you when I come in. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. What? So what? What do you think? Something you learned from your travels that change the way you look at things or change your perspective on America is the greatest fucking country in the world period there is no second best America is the best and the problem with America is everybody goes to these foreign countries and thinks they're in America and think the American rules apply that's not the case you got to go by their rules you got to use your American knowledge and your wherewithal to understand that you are a visitor in someone else's country. And a lot of people, like the kid that, I don't know if you guys remember this, you might have been still in school, but over in Singapore, there was a kid, an American kid that that, uh, spray painted some cars. Well, you don't do that over there. That's where caning takes place. Oh, I remember this story. Okay, well, he was an American kid he was over there, and he thought he was being funny and shit. And he got three lashes with the cane. Let me tell you something. There's a whole bunch of American kids that need three lashes with a cane right now. Yeah. Just to explain to them what's going on in the world. Because no matter what your teachers told you about you can be anything you want, you can't be a fucking unicorn because there's no such fucking thing. All right? So get that shit out of your head. All right? Nobody's going to give you shit for anything. You have to earn everything you get. All right? If that's the message that I could send to the youth of America today, that would be the message I send them. To the adults of America today, fuck you. You guys are fucked up. All right? You've you've created this fucking monster. Now, what are you going to do about it? The worst thing that ever happened in the United States... It's when they took corporal punishment out of fucking high schools. Because whether you were the dude getting your ass beat by that paddle or not, everybody knew that somebody got a paddling. Somebody got whack, right? Yeah. And they 
squared this shit away for a while. Did we not have a whole podcast? I know. I, I knew you were going to love this. Right here. I was like, oh. Th- this is what I'm saying, though. Like, th- he spills this kind of knowledge, like, regularly. I spew it daily. Like, daily. Get off your ass and do something because nobody's going to do it, it it's for like, you. It's like listening to Jocko's podcast. You know what I mean? But, like, he. Those dudes are amateurs. Yeah. Like, but they. They have sponsors and paid stuff, so they can always say so much stuff, you know? Like, yeah, I don't have Tom, Tom doesn't have any of that. Tom has Crown Royal wants page. to sponsor me? Come on. Yeah. Tom Tom will give you the business straight up every day, all day, and and just, and just share knowledge. You got to play golf with me, man. I'm terrible on the tee. I just talk shit. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We got to do this. Yeah, I, why didn't you? You should have played with Craig and I. You know, you know I, I wore Craig you know, out. You know you know, I, I got to tell you something. Let's talk about his cousin, Craig, for a minute. He goes out and plays golf with him and wears his ass out. And Dude, anybody can beat a garden gnome. All right? Let's just leave it at that. I told, oh, that's the story I'm telling you. I told Craig I, I want a pointy hat. I want you in a pointy Ohio State hat and a little Ohio State vest. And I want you to stand in my front yard when you come here next time. <laughs> Craig, Craig's a little short, Biz. Yeah. Uh, and the best part was he got so pissed off at me because I sent this picture back home. <laughs> I took him to play at the Tribute. Ah, the Tribute. It's a beautiful golf course. Right. It's a Lynx. Nine in, nine, nine out, nine in, right? And you know how tall the flags are, yeah. right? I told Craig, hey, why don't you go pull that flag for me real quick? And when he was walking over there and got right next to him about to pull it, I snapped a picture. Yeah, oh, he's right there. The flag is almost taller than Craig. Yeah. And he was so pissed off at me when he realized they're real short, and they're short because of the wind coming off that lake. But the tribute is awesome because they play LPGA tournaments over there. Uh All right, it's an exclusive club. I've been to a couple weddings over there. Yeah, it's a great place to play. You know, but it's on my lake style though. So you can walk off. You can walk off like six and freaking catch crappie. Like so while you're waiting your turn, you go ahead and get you a cup right. of castor real right. real quick. Catch some fish. Hey, I got dinner. Yeah, that's that's rich stuff right there. But yeah, we we wore him out. Like and if, poor Craig. Then we got to play cowboys. I took him to play cowboys. I got his three iron. I don't want to. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. I hit his three iron the last time I played within two inches of the cup from 210 yards out. That's awesome. And I wanted to take a picture of it and send it to him, but I figured I'd send him over the edge and he'd want the son of a bitch back. So I would Well, well, he's still crying about his shoulders and stuff. So, yeah. like, you know, he's not. You he's know not what, Craig? Right. I have bone on bone in my left shoulder. My right shoulder's been surgically repaired three times. I still play and don't bitch. I think you just got called out, Craig. Yeah. I hope you're watching yeah, I call this. Him I call him out. I call him out every Craig time. Craig won't get on Facebook and stuff yeah, anymore days. He's so. scared. Yeah. He well, does. along those lines, Wesley just chimed in. <clears throat> Go Hawkeyes. Oh, really? I just thought I'd let you know. Do you get fries with that? <laughs> Wesley, do you get fries with that? Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Wesley, I'm waiting to see if the little bubble know, pops just, up and he starts responding immediately. I mean, Wesley must have just jumped on because I, I don't feel like Wesley knows what he's getting himself into here. Like, Wes, Wesley might have just, like, heard, like, the first early <laughs> part of this and has no idea what he just Yeah, now Wesley's into. on board. He said, damn straight. And what's up, Adrian? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give a little – because this is seriously one of my favorite things. I should be a sponsor for Cigars and Guns. I mean, I, every week you got to. 
I'm wearing one of these shirts. Is that those. custom or is it that coming? That's that was the this new month. One that came out last month. Ah, that's pretty last nice. Month. Man, Adrian makes the dopest t-shirts and hoodies. Like, I gotta catch up. It's good quality t-shirts. And if y'all missed out on that hoodie, I'm telling you, that hoodie is my new favorite hoodie. Hey, Adrian, if you don't make shit that says this on it, oh, right Lord. here, this right here, yeah. oh, Lord. it's shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, I could talk to a guy probably make you a really good one. Yeah, I bet he could, too. I mean, I don't, I, I, we can ride Mayfield on create, the bat. I don't, I don't want to create any enemies here, but if I do, oh, well. Um, anyhow, if it, if it doesn't say Ohio State on it or Buckeyes or the, you know, T-H-E. Oh, yeah, they do say the. It's the Buckeyes. You know? I, I'm going to say, out of all the times I've seen you, I, I mean, sort of pictures of you wearing your naval stuff, I don't think I've seen you wear much that doesn't say Ohio State. Yeah, you, I'm pretty much. You, you are the I, I am the Bill Ohio Bill. State fan. I am the. You know, John Paul Peters, big nut, you know, the bald guy that's always just a friend of mine. He's a good dude, very Catholic young man, gives out a lot of scholarships, love him to death. Saw him at the national championship. He goes, hey, I got some more makeup out there if you want to put that shit on your head. Wow. <laughs> I said, no, nah, we're cool. I said, that's your gig. You know, John Chubb, Buckeye guy, the cowboy. Oh, yeah. I got a picture of me and him drinking drinking freaking shots of freaking uh, fireball in Ann Arbor. It was kind of fun. We had a good time. Oh, I love it. E-Step's giving Wesley the business on here, too. He said, are we talking Marvel here when we say Hawkeye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Woo, E-Step. Always on point. Always on E-Step's a good name, man. It is. It's a cool name. It is. Uh, you know what's funny? I, I've got to go digging through some stuff. Like I, I have some of the coolest pictures. Like Matt is one of the most photogenic people you've uh, like. Biz, dude, you'd love shooting this dude. Like you can take out a flip phone and take a picture of this dude, and it's gonna turn out money. And he just does funny, goofy things, man. Like I got a picture of him in my parents' backyard. I just saw this picture like not too long ago when I was going through some stuff. East up is coming. Like so, my parents had this like hedge line like blocked the uh like the pool equipment right yeah and so there's like little wood steps that went down and they had this little like pergola little archway thing in between it and some lattice isn't it amazing it. in ohio how they hide stuff oh yeah yeah this was in texas oh te it's same here but they but hide you know my dad's from ohio so i mean it's probably where he got you, the whole idea from but your dad's a good man these step came through i don't know where he found this but he found like an army bucket helmet and it's like he's just popping out of this like he's coming out of a rabbit hole through here. And one of us took a picture of this. Oh. And it's like it's one of the like, funniest pictures. It's like he looks like Gomer Pyle <laughs> flying out of here. And it's just it's just it's classic E step. I mean, like it, it still makes me laugh. It brings me back to good times. That's good. That's yeah. why we're here, right? To yeah. bring back the good times. Yeah. That's another thing people need to start doing. Think about think about all the times during the day that you have good moments. Everybody is in such a fucking hurry to fucking go buy the latest thing or freaking electric cars, shit like that, Tesla shit. Everybody's so wanting to fucking be the cutting edge and have the latest and greatest shit, they forget to live. And they forget to see the happy, great fucking things that happen every day in their life. Yeah, man, I love this post. I, I mean, yeah, I saw this post you posted up on there, and like, you know what I'm enjoy saying. Enjoy your cup of coffee. 
Yeah. Enjoy the sunset. Enjoy, Enjoy the sunrise. It. Because Enjoy. you know what? People don't do that anymore. No, and you don't know when your last one is. Either. Yeah, how many times growing up did my old man, you know, we, we'd be working over at the barn or something. We'd be doing some shit. And he'd just stop. He'd go, hey, look at that sunset. You know? And we weren't overly religious or anything. And I go, yeah, God paints a pretty good picture, don't he, Pops? And he's like, yep. And here's another thing. My stepdad always insisted that I call him Steve. Right? Okay. He said, I just, you know, he goes, just call me Steve. I said, all right. And then when we had grandkids, we all started calling him Gramps. Hey, Gramps, what's up? Hey, Gramsy. <laughs> and I, my phone, I still got his phone number to this day. It's Gramps. It says the Gramps. Yeah. Call the Gramps. But, you know, we were talking about college earlier. I want to bring this up. My, my niece, Marcy, Marcy Coder from Cardington, Ohio. She had a full ride academic scholarship to Ohio State. Okay. Graduated in three years. Mm. All right. Badass. And she's like, Uncle Tommy, you were right. Learning all this stuff is one thing. But having experience is completely something else. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, 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 and she said, she goes, it's weird. And she's smart. I mean, she's smart as hell. She goes, the experience that you have usually is completely opposite of what they teach you in school. I go, yeah, they only show you the good shit in school. They don't tell you how to deal with adversity. They don't tell you how to, uh, you know, handle shit. And there's all these separation things whether it's race or sexual orientation or all this shit that separate fit people. in this box yeah fit in this box you know what fuck the box dude i had a i had the chief of naval edu- edu- or the chief of naval operations put out a thing when i was a second class petty officer on the uss denver and we we're on westpac and his words of wisdom were challenge everything and think outside the box. And I got to thinking about that. And what he means is get uncomfortable. Because if you're comfortable, you don't learn shit. When you're uncomfortable, you learn everything. And you remember it because it makes you feel bad. All right? That's experience, people. That has absolutely fucking nothing to do with college education, Upper level education, master's degree, doctorate, that has nothing to do with that shit. Get uncomfortable. So why do you think, uh, so let's stay on this for a minute. All right, let's do this. Why why do you think your generation, my generation, I I feel like a good portion of my generation, I think there's a group in my generation that like didn't get this, but we were taught and we, we did that. We did that. Like, that, that was part of growing up. Right. And then, and then there's a certain point where everybody said, like, nah, that's not right. Like, you know why? We, we want to make them comfortable. You want to know what give my them, opinion give, on give that them, is? Yeah, hold on. Give them everything. Why did we get away from that? Laziness. Laziness? Right. Everybody in our generation, two incomes, mom and dad working. Both working. Mm-hmm. Two incomes, right? What does that take away from? Child nurturement. Hey, you want, oh, you want this? Get your ass out and cut the grass. It's 108. I don't give a shit. We live in Texas. Get used to it. You know? Yeah. Football practice, you don't have a problem going to football practice when it's 108. 
Get your ass out there and fire that lawnmower up. Cut that grass. Make it look like I paid to have it done. Because yeah. I did pay to have it done. Yeah. And my kids learned that very early. All right. Society today has put up hurdles for people that want to succeed. Because it's easier to be somebody that follows the crowd than it is to tell everybody to fuck off and go do your own thing. All right? People can say whatever they want. They can say, oh, that's not true. Or you're not nice. And I don't really give a fuck if you think I'm nice or not. That's the fucking way it is. All right? And if you ever work for me, you better do the fucking job. We can be nice. We can talk. We can be friends. We can be best friends. But if you don't do your fucking job, I'm going to have your ass for a hat. You know, people can't separate today. They don't know how to separate that shit today. They That's think, right. oh, we're buddies at work. We're buddies outside of work. I don't have to do anything. Bullshit. If you don't do anything, you're costing me money. All right? And if you start costing me money, you ain't going to be doing shit here anymore. If I don't get no return on investment or the buzzword, whatever the fuck it is that you're using today, you ain't going to work here. Yeah. And I like to break things down to simplest terms because it seems that that's the only thing people today understand. It's the only thing they hear. It's the only thing they hear. And you got to use people gotta talk. Drop. People talk and answer your questions just to answer them. Yeah. And, and, and they listen to you to answer your question. They don't listen to you to hear what you say. Yeah. They listen to you to answer, their, answer your question. Well, what if I don't have a question? What if I'm telling you you're fucked up and this is why? Oh, how do you know I'm fucked up? I've been around a while. I, I've seen it. I'm not saying this just out of bullshit. Or to be an asshole. Yeah, but I can be. I, yeah. can, be, I can be the greatest asshole in the world. Right? I don't believe you. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, I can. And I'll be straightforward. I'll be nice about it. But like, hey, you're fucking up. What are you going to do to fix that? I used to have guys in the military all the time. They'd come up to me and they go, yeah, yeah, we fucked up. I'd make them come up with their own punishment. I'd make them come up with their own learning. You know, they called it punishment. I called it fucking extra military instruction. I called it training to a deficiency. Right? And people are saying, oh, that's such a freaking cliche. That's such a military word. Yeah, well, here's the deal. In the military, some of you people out there don't understand this. If people don't do their job, other people's fucking die. All right? And it's that simple. It's that black and white. It's straightforward. If I didn't do my job, my job was to protect that ship with the weapons on board. If I didn't do my job, everybody on that ship, including myself, died. You know, that's one of the things that honestly scared the shit out of me when I was in boot camp. Some of the people that they let in for whatever reason, some of them are there because they're told they have to be. Yep. They might be there for, you know, versus being in jail or whatever. Well, when you get to the point where you to, realize. Just, to, just so you know, they say legally, quote, quote, lawyer terms, you can't say that anymore. I'm sure. Dude, I'm I was sure. a recruiter. I'm telling you straight up. I put dudes in the fucking military that turned out to be phenomenal fucking sailors. And. And good products of society because they had been written off and they were told you're going to jail or you're going into the military. Well, I look at it this way. Going into the military is like giving you a free full ride to college. Yeah. All right? Because you get the Benefits. GI Bill. And in Illinois and Texas, 
you get freaking grants that allow you to go to college for free. All right, the Illinois Veterans Scholarship Grant, and I forget what it's called here in Texas. Nebraska does it too. I got but, a right, 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 degree in photography. Right. So anybody that says, that. "Oh, I can't get an education, or I can't do this, or I can't do that," and they were in the military, they're full of shit. Yeah. All right, straight up. And everybody talks about, "Oh, the military is full of these upstanding, great." Military dudes, hey, we got fucking fuck-ups in there, too. We got murderers, rapists, fucking pedophiles, the whole fucking nine yards. It's the same business you're in. It's just that we call the shit out, and then we shit-can them. Uh, some of you people out there are pissed off about President Trump talking about shithole countries. Let me tell you something. I've been to a sh- bunch of shithole countries, and they are shithole countries compared to the United States. So if you got a bad-mouth America... You better go somewhere else and visit what they're going through before you go bad-mouthing the fucking greatest country in the fucking world. All right? Amen. And, and, and if you decide not to go to those countries and you want to come here and bad, come bad-mouth them to me. It'll be the last time you ever fucking bad-mouth fucking anything about America. Yeah. All right? You are so fucking spoiled and you have so much fucking given to you, you don't comprehend what the rest of the fucking world's going through. And that's just the fucking way it is. I couldn't agree more like that. I didn't mean to leave you speechless. No, no, I'm not. I'm not speechless. I, I, I think this is great content. This is why I love having people like you on the show so, Tom, and having tell, real tell talk. Us how you really this. feel? Yeah, uh, you guys couldn't handle how I really feel. Yeah, I mean, like, but I knew that's what everybody was going to get. So, like. It, oh, damn it. I said like again. I know Brian's going to hammer me on this. Like? Yeah. That's because you can't think of a word. Yeah, it's true. I you would... need to go to Toastmasters. Maybe that's They teach you how to talk without saying like, and, but, okay. When I, when I became true. an instructor in the military, they taught us how to get rid of all that shit. We were actually forced to go to that school. I, I actually went to that for a little while early on in my insurance career. It's just one of those bad habits. And until somebody calls you out, you don't realize you're doing it. I had now to, I catch myself all the time because I'm being called out on it constantly because I've put myself out here, which, I, I, hey, I'm all for it. Call me out. Like, it helps me learn. It helps me grow. Absolutely. Call I had to out. give a 15-minute freaking speech on a toothpick. Did you know that toothpicks had nuclear reactors in them? And they were manned 24-7, 365? <laughs> According to that lesson I gave they had, here's a toothpick. Describe it to people. Dude, I had a nuclear reactor, a power plant, businesses, shit, all inside that toothpick. And if you think about it, it's possible. We don't know what's going on in the molecules. Hey, isn't it funny how our solar system's set up like a molecule? You know, everybody says, uh, remember, remember Animal House? Yeah. You, you, you remember when they were talking about, uh, they were getting stoned? They're like, you mean that we could be a molecule in that chair right there. <laughs> yeah, you could be. We don't know. We don't know. All right? It could go a lot So all this shit that you guys take is solid and for granted and all this other bullshit that you got going on in your lives. Stop. Don't listen to what other people say. Step back. Look at shit through your own eyes. It may take you a little time and it may cost you a little bit of freaking effort get off your ass and do it right things will open up a little bit different for you yeah ask the hard questions 
That's why they, I don't go to meetings anymore at work. I work for a government contractor. I don't go to meetings anymore because I ask hard questions. And they won't answer them. And I'm like, you guys are supposed, supposed to be the smartest people in the world. How come you can't answer that question? You know, and I, I kid them a little bit about it. But they come back and they'll finally, thanks for making me do that. Thanks for making me get off my ass and go find the answer to that question. Okay. Didn't Do, like it at the moment. Didn't like it at the moment. It was like eating a, zone. It was like taking a bite out of a big shit sandwich. You know what? But they learn from it. And learning is never always going to be easy. Learning is going to be hard. You fall and break your leg, it's going to hurt. But you're going to learn from falling and breaking your leg. You're going to learn not to do that shit anymore. People don't want to think about that today. Oh, it should be nice. We're all in our bubble. Everything should be great. Hey, shit gets in your bubble too, folks. All right? You got to learn to deal with that. I had a friend of mine lost lost her son yesterday. Um, 21 years old. Back home. Went to school with her. How do you talk about stuff like that? It's tough. You You just tell them, hey, I love you. I'm here for you. If you want to lose your shit, call me. Lose it. Everybody's allowed to lose their shit. Contrary to what you see on the news or on on the mainstream media and all that shit, you're allowed to lose your shit. You're allowed to. Nothing can really stop you from doing it. There's no laws against it. right? So start losing your shit once in a while and get it together. I don't think enough people lose their shit to understand what's going on. They're too afraid to. I, I think they're afraid, and they're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do if this happens? Fucking find out. You know? Life, life is not easy. There's it's another not, way out, too. There, yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's other things there, that all Yeah, appear. but oh, well, what is everybody else doing? Fuck everybody else. They're taking the easy way out is what they're doing. At the end of the day, is everybody else going to be there? Yeah. Who's <laughs> going to pay your bills at the end of the day? Everybody else or you? Or when shit falls apart, who's going to be there to help? Who's going to change out? your tire if you get a flat? My kids, my daughter, beautiful. Sarah, great person. Freaking, I love her with all my heart. She could change a tire. My son could change a tire. He could change the transmission. Do you know Why? Because I made sure they knew how to do that shit. You as parents out there, get off your ass and teach your kids hard shit. Don't teach them easy shit so you can go smoke a bowl or fucking drink some whiskey or fucking, you know, leave them alone. Let them be kids. Yeah, being kids is one thing, but they still need to learn. Yeah. Take time out of your busy fucking day. Quit being so fucking selfish all the time with yourself. Not that being selfish is a bad thing because you got to do it to survive, right? Get off your ass and teach your kids shit. The schools aren't going to teach them nothing. They're going to teach them it's okay to be a fucking unicorn. Well, let me tell you, it ain't. It ain't okay to be a unicorn because there's no such thing. No, it's just like I heard that story. Did you hear this one? This will probably get you going. Did you hear about the one up in like, I think it was McKinney? Where the parents are like suing the school because their daughter identifies as a furry as a cat, and they I, want her to have a litter box. I thought that was and the fake. I thought it was bullshit too. I think I think those parents should be committed. 
Yeah, like you have to be crazy. So you, you want gotta, your daughter? You got to remember. You got to remember this. The craziest people you have ever known in your life are breeding and having children. Yeah, it's scary. All right, and they were crazy then. Do you think they've changed any? Some of them have, but the ninety percent, nah. It's run amok. Learn, learn what you can when you can. We're not going to go out of our way to take away from our busy time or our chill time to teach you shit because we're more concerned about us than we are about you. And and and, 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 and you know what? I posted a thing today. You love this. You didn't follow the science. You followed the TV. If you're honest, you didn't follow the fucking science. People are too lazy to go look shit up. They're too lazy to go figure it out for themselves. There, it's easier to take what some fucking bubble-headed bleach blonde says at five. You know, to quote Don Henley. You know, it's true. I mean, and people. You know, and this is probably like the worst podcast you've ever had. No, this is one of my favorites. Like by all means, one of my favorites because it's. It's real. There is no bullshit. I'll do, I'll do as many of these as you want, dude. You're my buddy. I, yeah, I'll no. just come in. You feed me whiskey and fucking yeah. cigars. I'll do these all, all night. But you know what? People need to fucking wake up because there's no superheroes. Nobody's going to come. Superman's not going to come save your ass. All right? They're not going to come save your kids. Get off your ass and teach your kids to survive. Teach your kids to not take shit from people. No, this is what I love. And you saying that, like, it, it brings back why I started doing this. Like, I sit and have these types of conversations with my friends. With we my, haven't seen each other in three years. No. And we're, like, just yeah, yesterday. Like, and no one would never know. If, we, no. if you didn't say that, no one we would know. We haven't seen each other in three years. We live, we live seven miles from each other. Not anymore. I moved since then. So, yeah, he, so you didn't even know that. No. That, that just proves our point here. <laughs> Where'd you move to? I moved to Plano. Oh, you suck. I got a little closer to everything. I'm, 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 I'm in Plano now. But that's why I do this, because I felt like there was a lot of conversations I have with friends like you, with other people that I meet, other people I've been blessed to meet. and That's another thing. You, all... said, you said it right there. Blessed. Yeah. People forget to freaking look at how they're blessed. You and I are blessed. We know each other. Look at Biz over here. He's like, man, this shit's cool. Yeah. But we're really blessed because we're real people and we talk about real shit. And that's what the big thing is. And I am the most politically incorrect motherfucker you'll ever meet in your life. I'll tell you For that shit right now. sure. Uh, political correctness and wokeism is fucking weakness. And, and Biz, you, 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 I think you'll agree with this. I tell, I tell, these, I tell all these dudes at work, you know, they come in there and they're people of color. I said, if the only thing you have to bring to the table is the color of your skin, don't fucking come to my table. All right? Because if that's all you got, you ain't got shit. The one thing I noticed when I moved here is that everybody, oh, it's going to be racist and all this other stuff. Like, <laughs> nah, I think the only color I've ever had brought up to me so far is green. Yeah. How much money can we get together? I don't give a shit what you look like. Racism yeah. is money. a political word used to divide people. Biz, if you called me tomorrow and said, hey, man, I need a place to stay. My family, we got kicked out. Biz, come to my house. I met you today. Biz, come to my house. We good. We good. I'm bringing brisket. 
Yeah, hey, hey, Biz. Oh, yeah, you're black, dude. Oh, hey. I don't give a fuck what, I, you're polka dot, I don't give a shit. You know, people, people always say, oh, you're kind of racist, aren't you? I'm like, people don't realize that I have two African-American godsons. They don't, they don't comprehend that. One's a Marine, one's another guy, their dad's a retired military guy. I love these, I love these boys like they're my kids. Now, would you guys both say, coming from, we're all from the Midwest. Right. Yeah. You know, and Omaha is still segregated. I don't care what nobody You're says. You're right. It's, it's still But it ain't sections. us doing it. No, it's not us. But your idea of different races, did it change once you hit the military? Because once you hit that. Dude, that, I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you this story. Everybody. I went to a cultural awareness class. I had to for part of military leadership. Okay. And I'm sitting there. I'm the only white dude in the bunch. And I got four or five brothers there. I got some Oriental people there. And they're all telling me this, 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 this one guy goes, I'm a red bone. And, and, and this other black guy goes, well, I'm a high yellow. I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking hillbilly from Ohio. I'm an American. Right? I don't give a fuck what color you are. I don't care. Well, well uh, you know, the lighter skin you are, the higher you And I'm like, dude, if the color of your skin is all you got to bring, don't come to the table. Because I want substance. I don't want division. But understand, though, that comes from the division that was set in the community that they come from. Right, right, right. That I understand that hard. That but what I'm saying to these people is the people that were teaching you that shit are dumb. They got, that's all they got to fall back on. Get out there and be you. Be yourself. Nobody cares what color you are. Nobody cares. I mean, you can be a proud black man. You can be a proud white man. You can be a proud Asian man. You can be a proud Indian, American native. You can be all that. But don't let that be your pinnacle. Let that be your basis for what you do. What you provide, if, you know, we have some of the smartest people in the world that are slobbering on themselves setting somewhere because they don't know how to communicate their brilliance to other people, all right? And we have people that can communicate their brilliance to other people. And choose not to. They choose not to because they want to fall back on color or religion or freaking belief. Okay, beliefs are great. You can have all the beliefs in the world. We all have beliefs. But what are you going to do when they prove them beliefs wrong? you got to be open to that. That's what I loved about the military. It didn't matter your background, your cultural, do the job. You remember, remember when they the came job. out with Don't Ask, Don't Tell? And, yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah. The Navy yeah, didn't yeah. care, dude. We didn't care if you were gay. We didn't care they what didn't you were. If there's a fire on that ship, put the motherfucker out. That was it. Do we don't job. care who you sleep with or what you sleep with as long as it's not a kid. Yep. All right? We draw the line at children. All right? I don't care. And, 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 you know, I have this conversation with my guys all the time. And I have friends from all races, all walks, all economic backgrounds. And I love every one of them because they bring something to the table. Same conversation we just had two that, podcasts I know, ago. I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm already thinking about this. Like, 
depending on how we set this up, like Tom might be the perfect person to have on this conversation. You and him and uh and Darnell. Oh my Darnell. God. I said with Darnell. We need to do that. Yeah, no, I know. We it's need just to do it's that. uh this is a for example, but th- this is why I I chose to do this. A I didn't feel comfortable in my own writing skills and I couldn't be committed to it and put out a blog every week. It's way easier for me to sit here and have conversations like this because this is what I Garrett, do all the time. The thing that I hate more than anything in the world is people that think they're better than other people. I hate it. Yeah. You know what? Because I know what it's like to live on food stamps. Okay. Yeah. I know what it's like to eat that government cheese. And I think they ought to start selling that shit in the stores, dude, because it makes the best grilled cheese sandwich I ever had in my life. It does <laughs> once you can cut to it. The initial cut. Now, you do need a saber saw. Yes, but uh, after that initial cut, look out. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yes. But th- this is what I think is so amazing is you can pour a spirit of whatever choice said person likes. Hey, for drink. food stamps to millionaires, I got it all on my resume, boys. Yeah. It's, you know what? And, but the one thing that I know more than anything in the world, real people are real people. Yeah. And, and they, don't, do they don't care. So, so they're successful. They do what they do. They're successful. But if you're real, all that goes away. Everybody's on the same playing field. Right? And the first minute somebody goes, yeah, well, I make more money than you. Hey, well, you can fucking leave. Yeah. Right? If that's all you got, you can fucking leave. If that's all you're bringing to the table, carry the fuck on. Right? I don't give a fuck how much. You know, Elon, Tesla. If he was sitting here right now, I'd tell him the exact same fucking thing. Because you know what? I ain't impressed. In world hunger. Put everybody to work. You want to do something that makes a fucking difference? Do that. Don't divide people. Put them to fucking gather. Right? Yeah. You, we've all been in the military. We all know how good a team operates. Does it matter what color your team is? Do Does it matter job. what their background is? Do your job. Do, do your, your motherfucking job. job. Sit. And go about your life. Gary, why don't you look at that last comment and give Lee a shout out real quick. You see yeah. it on there? Hold on, I'm gonna. Have I'm gonna let you read that man. one. I want you to personally comment on that one. And I think you and Tom would definitely. <laughs> Lee, yes, Lee is a good ass dude. He's an Ohio guy. Way to go, Lee! Go Buckeyes, baby. And he's in Ohio right now, so I hope you're freezing your ass off like we it's are. It's snowing up there, oh, so good yeah, for you. They're, they're about to hit a blizzard. I think that I'm gonna be driving through this weekend. That's supposed to, hey, awesome. dude, that Browns uh, game's supposed to be in eight inches of snow. Yeah, possibly twenty-two. That's yeah. good old football. That's good yeah, old Lee, football. thank you very much. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. And like I was saying, it's one of the things I love doing this is because. This is what I do when I'm hanging out with my friends, when I'm sitting around smoking a cigar at the lounge. You know, the Frakes have created this amazing environment here, but I don't think enough people see, and I want people to see, we can talk about these things. Yeah. Like, Tom, and I'm, not, I'm not saying Tom and I agree on everything. No, we but, don't. And we probably That's the great don't. thing about it. But we're not going to lose sleep over it, and we're not going to not be friends because we don't agree. We can you know, have a conversation and move the fuck on. We can, I can go, okay, well, I appreciate your perspective. That's not my perspective. You'll hear my perspective. 
it's not that it's going to change your perspective, and it doesn't have to. No. And so many people lose sight of that in today's world. It's bigotry. That you can't It's have bigotry personified. Yeah, but you can't have a conversation and not agree, or even agree to disagree. But. It's division. What, what, go back to the definition of bigotry. You do not agree with someone or like them because of their views. That's yeah. bigotry, right? Yeah. Right? So you got a different view. Business got a different view. But do I not like you guys? Yeah, I right. love you guys. All right? I can, I, can, I can see your point of view. I can take that in. I can, I can maybe learn from that. I can, I can get something out of that. You can learn from it. That's the whole purpose. These conversations. Everybody thinks that when they get our learn. age, you're done learning. Fuck that, dude. It's just starting. Yeah. You got more shit to deal with now than, than, than 20 years ago somebody our age had to deal with. People don't understand the definition of maturity. And what I've learned, and I have a son who's been in the Army, he's in at 12 years now, and he is not going <laughs> until he gets done. But it's one thing I told him, I said, maturity sneaks up on you. Because what was important to you yesterday is not important to you today because you realize... It was stupid, but it's not. It's it was. It hit you at that time. When you realize to yourself it was stupid, you don't have to admit that. No, it's just, just a lesson move learned. On. You mature. Your priorities change, Take it and in you stride. never exactly. If you don't fail, you'll never know success. Failure is the greatest learning tool ever. But if you don't do, you don't fail. Right. You gotta put yourself out. And there. people, there, there are a lot of people that like to sit around and voice their opinions, and they haven't done shit. That's why I don't like critics. Critics is a person that can't do That's what I do. That's a job description. Exactly. Right. It is that time. Our All famous right. thing, how we wrap things up, and I'm doing it about four minutes early because I know this is going to be good. I know. I do too, and I don't want to make sure we leave enough time because Tom is definitely going to have some. Some gold here, I feel like. All right, let's so, do it. So, every show we end it with a, with a question. All right. And the question is, and I'll give you the preface. You know, called, just ask the question. I don't need the give us Give us your two cents. And this can be your two cents about whatever you want to say, whatever you feel and whatever you think. And maybe it's something from the show and you want to voice your opinion about X, Y, Z. Just give us your two cents on something. My two cents is this. That you want to leave everybody with. I want, I want everybody to understand that your opinions are all valuable. All right? But unless you've gone out there and actually developed your opinion or your opinion is based on somebody else, your opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they all fucking stink. All right? End of discussion. I don't care if you've had it waxed. I don't care if you've had it bleached. It's shit comes out of it. All right? So if you have an opinion, make it a valid opinion. Make it rehearsed. Make it understood. Do your research on why your opinion is that way. Because other than that, you're just blowing smoke up people's ass. And You know, I was always told you could snow a snowman, but you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Well, most of the guys that I know and the two that are in this room with me right now are bullshitters, and you're not going to bullshit them because they can <laughs> see it a mile away, all right? You scam artists out there think everything, oh, I can get over on this person, or I can get over on that person, or I can get this person to talk about this, or I can get this person to talk about that. 
Nah, you can't. All right? You're scammed. Any scam that's ever been scammed has already been done. You're just re rebooting somebody else's bullshit. All right? Case in point, Bitcoin. Freaking, what's that shit called? Fake? Crypto. Cryptocurrency. T. Boone Pickens said it best. You can't develop something from nothing. You have to have a tangible in there. All right? You can mine for all the percentages of cents that you want. They belong to somebody. Basically, what you're doing is fucking stealing from corporations, people, everything else. Bitcoin is bullshit. It's like being woke. It's fucking bullshit. All right? Woke. I've been woke my whole life. So's Garrett. So's Biz. You know, we just don't talk about it and call it shit like that. We know what is right and we know what is wrong. And we live our lives based on that. If you think you're going to get over on somebody or you're going to, oh, I can do this and get away with that, you're just fooling yourself. Look in the mirror. Ask yourself, what am I going to do to be the best person I can today? And then at night, when you get done doing that, look in the mirror again and go, what did I do to be the best person that I can today? And if you fell short, work on it. Amen. Tom. Thank you, my friend. It's been a pleasure. We will Dude, do I love again. you, bro. You guys know. You, you guys. Too, I'm not going to hide anything from you. What you see is what you get. Hey, man. Right on. You know? That's all, that's all any friend Don't ask, ask my for. opinion unless you really fucking want it, Yeah, though. don't listen to this show unless you really want to know what we talk about because we just talk about This stuff. is great. Garrett, I'll come back with you and Biz and do this shit anytime you want. I appreciate it, brother. And we'll piss some people off and we'll make some people think. Hey, that's all we can do. If, if people learn one thing from this, hey, I'm happy. I achieved, I achieved what I set out to there do. There you go. And if uh, I can help had, you do that, yeah. let's do it. We had candid conversation, and hopefully y'all learned something. So hopefully you guys will check us out again next week. I may or may not do something remotely. I have not decided yet. There will be, if there's not a show at the normal time next week, I will do something the following week after the holidays. We have a few more shows lined up for you guys before the end of the year. And then we'll take a little break over the holidays and we'll be right back with you guys after the new year. So much love. Appreciate you guys. And thank you for all the support and tuning in. Before we shine off, I just want to tell everybody out there, Garrett, thanks for having me. Hey, man. And I'll come and do this anytime you guys want. And we'll sit there. And I hope, I hope everybody, I hope, I hope nobody was offended. But if you were, guess what? That's it. If you get offended, there's nothing after that. No. It's all up to you. Um, if you're not offended and you like what I have to say and you want me back to do a couple more of these, let Garrett know. I'll come back. I don't have any, I don't have a problem with yeah, this. Yeah, fill the comments up. Y'all got, y'all want to, y'all want to provide some topics and some questions? Drop them in my inbox. Shoot them over here. We'll make that happen. We'll talk about whatever you want. You may not like what you hear. You may not like what you hear, but we will give it to you. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, y'all be safe.